Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Hyper Locals podcast. I am very excited. I have an old, 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 like old friend, right? still young though. (laughs) It has been over two decades Mm -hmm. since I've seen you. I'd say I think Jackie's wedding was like the last time. Wow. That's a long time ago. 2000 and like Six. Okay, so we graduated Central High School in 2002. Yeah. Shortly after Jackie Martini Hughes got married, she was like the first one. So you think that's probably the last time? I think so, yeah. Wow, that is crazy. And I just asked her if she was going to have another kid. And I forget that we're just getting older. <laughs> People can still have kids. That's in true. Their 40s. Um, but even with that said, you were emphatic no. No, absolutely not. You're a one and done girl. Uh, my child is a clone of me and gives me a run for my money that's karma it is (laughs) i'm worried about high school oh my gosh but maybe middle school i should start yeah middle school is where we met and i'm gonna talk about the first time i met you it was um pretty interesting i mean i came from south side school and i live a block away there now and it was kind of a nice isolated. I had my friends. I was a goody, goody, goody two-shoes, right? I remember that. Yes. Yes. And at orientation, it was very important. You weren't supposed to give your locker combination out. If you kept that inside, that was your private business. And they told us that at Franklin. Okay. And so it was the day one and it was the first time you had to do the lock. Mm. Okay. So it was left, right, skip the right, to the left and you got your three digit number. Okay. And that was your combo. And so I was practicing and of course I could not get it. And Randy Harrison was on my right. She was very close to my locker and you must've known her. We played softball together before. Okay. So you were talking to Randy and I was talking to Randy and I'm like struggling, you know, to get my locker and you go, do you want me to get your locker for you? Do you want me to open it? And I wanted to follow the rules. And I was like, no, we're not supposed to give our combinations. You're like, okay, you know, like, goody, goody. You have no doubt I probably gave you some hackling. Yes. And I was like, I'm just trying to follow the rules. (laughs) And that set the course, I think, of our friendship. You know what I mean? We were always getting into trouble, breaking the rules. Would you say that's, or maybe not getting in trouble, but just breaking the rules. Yeah. We were, became very good at being bad yes from the ripe age of 12 yes yep 
we became good friends with Virginia Sinis, mm-hmm. who lived right by the school. Yep. And that kind of became our base camp of naughty. Every morning. Yeah. We had a, a Velcro roller in the banks. Every single one of us. Oh, it's disgusting. And then right before we were going to go, you took the roller out. You sprayed it, and then you did a little bang test to make sure it was going to withstand the day. And so you brought pictures over. I did. I should have found the middle school photos, because I have those, too. But that's a really good representation of the bangs. (laughs) Disgusting. I was like, what is going on with my hair? (laughs) Your bangs were the most perfect out of all of ours. And I... just cut bangs recently and I never have them down. I might be traumatized by that. So you went back to bangs? I did. Not in that form. They are in style. I know, but um, (laughs) But, um, I just can't handle them It's a lot of maintenance. And then one time I lost a bet to you. Do you remember this? No. This is a middle school bet and the bet was, I can't remember the specifications, but the loser had to come to school in very casual clothes, like sweats essentially yes no makeup and no hair done what was the bet i don't remember but i lost and i had to wear like sweats basically my hair not done and no makeup done and i still put like a light foundation and i think you guys (laughs) tested my face with a kleenex i can't believe you remember this i have no recollection of this it was scarring it was scarring and you know that's wild because today the kids are all in sweat. Yes, yes, I mean, this yes. is my attire every single and day. And I never wear makeup anymore, barely. Yeah. It's so funny. And the pictures you brought, <laughs> my face is so white. Makeup. It's nasty. And it is. we had so much to learn. <gasps> so much to learn. But dang, we looked good to ourselves. Then. I know. We did. I know. I know. I thought I looked so <laughs> cute. Oh, you were the gorgeous one of the group. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But speaking of learning a lot, we continued to be friends through middle school, high school, and even on to college. And I don't know if you want to talk about this. We can reference it. But you were one of the pseudonyms in my 52nd episode special where I talked about my senior year in college. Barry. (laughs) You were one of the players. Yes. I listened to this episode. I started it. And then when I realized where the conversation was going to go, I immediately ended it. Wow. I was not ready. I was not ready. to. Had you listened to all the podcasts until that one? Not all of them, but a lot of them. You cherry picked. Yeah. And you saw this one come out. Yeah. And you thought, oh, this looks interesting. I knew who was in the picture. Okay. 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 I could I could just tell by the, the body language. Yeah. She looks exactly the same. I figured. Yeah. And, you know, her and I have kept in contact here and there. Okay. Um, apologies. And, you Oh, know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and we had, unfortunately, made, like, plans to see one another. I was in Michigan. Okay. So closer to Chicago. But uh-huh. Just never got the chance to meet up. Okay. We were the ones that were, oh, let's see each other and never saw each other. Okay, got it. So so you two have made amends. Yes. Okay. And then how much time passed until you're ready to hear that episode? When I messaged you. Okay. And what made you listen to it? I just had this gut feeling that I needed to hear it. Um, like I mentioned to you, 
I took away that I was not at fault. I was a ditch by my friends. Wow. And I think that comes from, I was never held accountable for any of my actions from my own family. Mm. Um, Anytime I got in trouble, we just brushed it under the rug. Don't tell anybody. Mm. That's a common theme in my family. Okay. And so uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to make amends with it. So I listened. I bawled my eyes out. Really? Like, whoa, this was not, you know, anybody else but me. Like, I started to have flashbacks of that chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The letters. Uh Oh, my gosh. And you talked about the whiteboard. I didn't even remember that. The bleach. I was like, Natalie, what? Yeah. You said something like, um, I think she was having a hard time adjusting. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I got out of my parents' house. Yeah. And I could be me. Mm. And I didn't know who me was. Mm. So we're talking about my senior year of college. We're in Bloomington, Illinois State. And it's me, the other friend, and Natalie living together senior year. It's my senior year. And you and the other friend, our roommate, that we were all high school friends, are at odds with each other. And it just escalated and escalated and escalated. I remember the trigger. Oh, you do? I do. What I, started it? It was, oh, I was a mess. Uh, went out with some friends. I don't know if we were all together, but we all, you know, every night it was every man for themselves. We all ended up with our own group of friends. Yes. And I lost my keys in the back of a cab. Okay. I had someone break the door down yes. because I just want to share this because the world is so different today. I was not going to be late for work the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And so I had... Were you some... working at a hair salon? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I showed up too with the makeup from the night God. <laughs> um, I think the world has a lot to learn from that though. Um, they don't do that anymore. Um, but... I had someone break the door down. Yes. And I, I remember, who knows if this is true. I had called Sarah so many times and she was inside. That's, that's what I thought. I could be so wrong about this. And I was so mad at her for not letting me in. So you think she intentionally didn't let you in? No, I think she was probably just asleep. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, because I don't remember the door actually coming down. I only remember the next morning going to see it yeah, on the hinges and yes. crushed. Yep, yep, yes. So I had the door broken down, and Sarah, uh, she laid it out for me in a letter. And oh, she did. put it on my door and just, I mean, that wasn't the first <laughs> uh, event of me being an idiot. Mm-hmm. And so she laid it out there for me. And I, I mean, I'm not going to take any accountability. I'm fine. Yeah. I am just living it up. You're just boring, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I took it upon myself to start taking away things, hiding pans, doing and it just, oh my God, how embarrassing. Like the remote in the freezer. I don't know who I did it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just notes back and forth. You guys just started Chaotic. to torture each other. Yeah. And yeah. I was in the middle. You were in the middle. Yeah. And we were probably both telling you to take a side. 
I don't feel like you were. I feel like you just kind of got quiet with me and just um, and weren't mad at me. But I think you probably felt like maybe I was with, on Sarah's side. Yeah, I think had you taken a side, it would have been terrible, terrible. <laughs> Whoever oh, side yeah. you took. I just wanted to graduate and get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. So we really stopped talking after that. Yeah. Yeah. That and, feud broke us up. Yeah. Yeah. And where did you go from there? So after that terrible year year at ISU, um, I went over to um, Lincoln College. Okay. And, which is the community college in Bloomington. Is yes, that right? Okay. And they have a bachelor program. So I they were able to take whatever credits I got from ISU because... Um, yeah, I was on academic probation. Okay. I mean, I didn't show up to class. So I just thought this was party time. Oh, my God. Was this Parkland? How did your years go? So I spent two years at Parkland. Okay, so I'm now freshman, sophomore at ICU. Yep, and I got great grades <laughs> and then just had a really good time at ISU. Okay, and my junior, senior year. Yep. Okay. okay. So I think it was my junior year... I don't know that I went over to Lincoln College. Okay. They took me. Thank goodness. And um, I got it together. Okay. And graduated six months late. Okay. That's, That's not bad, dude. No. And I had all A's and a B. So once you get out of the stilts with us, mm-hmm. did you move into an apartment? I moved into an apartment with um, some friends I met through the ex-boyfriend okay. who lived across from us, the trouble. Yeah. So the girls weren't as much trouble as he was. Okay. Yes. Do you know where he is now? Um, no. Thank okay. goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. That is so funny. Okay. <laughs> and do you remember Cindy's now husband, Tom? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. He, he was a few doors down. Yes. Yeah. It's a small world. Small And world. when I drive by the stilts, because, you know, I'm yes. in Bloomington, I, <laughs> I get anxiety. Oh, I'm sure. It, I try to no stay doubt. away from downtown. Yeah. I don't blame you for or that. from uptown, whatever you call it. I don't blame you. Do you remember when um, we were pre-gaming on our couch in our living room and I was going on a first date with someone? No. Who was the first date with? I can't remember... His last name was Mooney, I think. And he was a doll, a doll. And we had been uh, instant messaging because we had a broadcasting class. And so I got really bad anxiety before. And we started drinking beers on the couch. And we went to that Irish bar Uh in Normal. Yep. Maggie Miley's. Maggie Miley's. It's still there. And I got so blackout drunk on that first date. I can't tell you how it went, what happened, what was talked about. I remember going into the bathroom, standing on the toilet seat and smoking cigarettes <laughs> so that the smoke would go up in the vents. I mean, you could smoke in there. So like, well, I don't well, know. You, you must not have. Or I didn't want him to know. Oh, like he couldn't smell it. You it's know? terrible. Terrible. We never went out again. I can imagine. But that's what you're talking about. Like we drank so much and you're talking about like to relieve that anxiety we had that we didn't recognize. We Yes. And we drank before we went out. Like we drank before we drank. I mean, it was a, there was a pregame before the game. And yeah. by the time we got to the game, we were gone. We were gone. Blackout. And like I was saying earlier, it was every man for themselves. Yeah. Like, there was no accountability partner. 
we're lucky to be where we are. Today. I agree. I agree. We also talked about um, we first time we went to a frat house. Yes. And Natalie met a guy on instant messenger. AOL. 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 And it was the Triangle Fraternity on the <laughs> University of Illinois campus. And we would walk there at 13, 14. We walked. From from your house? Yes, we walked from my house to campus. How did we still look good walking that far? Because I, I swear, when I walked, just... <laughs> and I was so young, I still had a retainer in my mouth. I feel like you wore that for a long time. I did, now. I did. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just trying to say how freaking young we I were. I probably still had braces. Yeah. I think I did. And I'm pretty sure you were wearing a limited two shirt. Um, I do remember you a blue shirt. You did have braces. With like... A slit on the side. And I remember my Calvin Klein flare jeans. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Which is technically about 12 years old. We're yeah. not even teenagers. But we had told them we were 17. And they believed us. And Natalie said we had a middle school ID. School ID. Yeah. It was in your purse. Mm. <laughs> Why we still had our middle school IDs with us in our purse is just beyond me. And we were so good at just manipulating these situations and getting ourselves to be grown up. I think were we trying to be cool? We just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. Well, we did. <laughs> yes. We did. And luckily got it all out of our system. Yes, that's true. So you're here today to talk about being a single mom and we'll kind of get to that. But you approached me after you listened yes, to that episode finally. I did. I had to apologize. I, like I said, I lived with the thought that you all basically abandoned me. Mm, That's so interesting. And I was forever resentful. Wow. And I, I mean, I literally bawled my eyes out like, holy crap, this was like all my fault. And I had to apologize. I mean, I am so sorry for acting like a psychotic lunatic. But I didn't think of it that way. And I never Mm. looked at you that way. Even now, I mean, I didn't think that was, I thought you both were at fault. I really did. I have always had some sort of guilt, Uh but I think I just wasn't you know, coming to terms with it. There was no clarity on it. Yeah. Yeah. And just hearing it brought the memories back of every crazy thing I was doing. And I just think like today, Uh oh my God, I would never do something like that. If you listened to this podcast three years ago, would you have contacted me four years ago? Like what was the turning point in your life where you are quote mentally, you know, healthier? Hmm. I would say if I listened to it during COVID... (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that was a really dark time. I don't know. I don't know that I would have reached out. Yeah. Um, but I would have been in a worse place. Yeah. Having, you know, more just remorse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you graduate college. I did. It's a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) And you get in the state farm system. Yes. So when I graduated college, I wanted to just move to Chicago uh-huh. and like get to a follow job. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not to follow Sarah, but I just thought you needed to move to Chicago. I know. It's be, like the rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. And like live in the city and do something. And my mom said to me, 
if you move to Chicago, and this will be a theme, I will not help you with anything. Because she didn't want you away from her? I think uh, probably big city life, dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they just see it as a danger zone. Sure. And I mean, look at how college went. Right, right. Um, I'm sure they just saw red flags everywhere. And I was going to do it alone. Yeah, yeah. What in the world? Right. So my mom was like, just go get a job at State Farm. I was like, whatever, fine. And I got a job at State Farm. My mom used to say, be a teacher, be a nurse. Just wow. be a teacher, be a nurse. There's always going to be a job there. You She's know? right. Uh, yeah. But it's not what, you know, you want to shoot for the stars, right? Right. But what are your stars? I mean, some people live, breathe for children or helping people. And that wasn't my stars. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it certainly wasn't being a teacher or being a nurse. And you have to be a special kind of person to be one of those. Yeah. But I think our parents look at the practical. Yes. Be practical. Yes. Be safe. Be practical. Yes. And it seems like your mom loved her career. Mm -hmm. But I mean, our parents stayed in the same job. Yeah. You didn't leave it. And whether Even if you they were, didn't like it, exactly. 100%. You just 100%. showed up. You work. Yeah. You get out. Yeah. And that is not the generation now. No. Yeah. F. And the newest one. Didn't. Seeing the State Farm rep for 16 years, right? Yeah, I've been at State Farm for 16 years. Now, I haven't stayed in the same position. Yeah. So I can, okay. That's the great thing about it is you can just, you know, do a bunch of different things. What is your job there? So right now I'm a, a manager in claims. So auto claims. Okay. Give me an example. Uh, so I have a team of associates who handle, you get in a car accident yes. and you report it yes. and they you call them and they're going to handle your claim. They're going to investigate, pay the claim. Um, we're in like the quick hitter claim. So there's nothing very serious, okay. no, like serious injuries or anything of the sort. And you have people underneath you. So you're the boss of people. I, yes. How it's many, <laughs> how many people? I have nine. Damn, mm -hmm. dude. I should have 16 soon. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're just moving your way up that system. And you love State Farm. I love State Farm. Really? I do. Oh, that is so awesome. I actually thought about wearing a shirt. Really? <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> they might not want to claim you after this. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Okay. So you move through the system and you... Give me your states that you bopped around. So when I first started, I was in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. I spent a year there. And then I went out to Michigan. I was there for almost four years. And Jeez. I worked in a small little office. And they closed it down to go to like bigger um, cities and whatnot. And so I moved back to Illinois. Okay. And then um, I was there maybe a year and a half. And then I moved to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Um, and I didn't know my geography well at the time. That's really far away. Yes. <laughs> and then I was there for about a year and a half, went to Nebraska. Okay. And then a year and a half and then came back to Illinois. So I've been here seven years. This is the longest I've lived anywhere wow. since I lived with my parents. Renting everywhere you go? Renting everywhere I go because I knew I wasn't going to stay. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You didn't like any of those places or you knew they were just temporary steps? Temporary steps. Wow. Yeah. I wanted to move up. And so it just 
to me, I, I just liked moving around. It was so fun. Getting Why to was know. that fun? That's a nightmare for me. The um, moving, the new friends, all of that sounds uh, bad. So um, I don't know. You just meet new family when you go. Um, mm. The people that you work with are just amazing and have turned into family. So, mm. and I will say like, you know, moving to Michigan, like you, you can't go outside and mow on a Sunday. Like the culture is so different everywhere. I loved learning about new places. Oh, you literally can't go out and mow on a Sunday? I mean, your neighbor is not going to be happy with you. Wow. I don't think you can buy booze on a Sunday. I mean, it's very conservative. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. The worst place you lived, the best place you lived? Um, I would say Arizona was the worst place I lived because it's hot, <laughs> yeah. hotter, and too hot. Um, and Nebraska was my favorite place to live. Really? Um, yes. And... It's so strange to say that because I'll never forget when I was in Arizona, I had someone come work for me and he's like, I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. And I'm like, oh my God, who's from Lincoln, Nebraska? Like what's there? Yeah. Sure enough. I was there a year later. What did you like about it? Man, um, the culture, the people are so friendly. Oh my gosh. Anywhere you go, they want to talk. Um, they want to help. Um, Mm. Some of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, I learned a lot about family there and uh, how important that is. Mm. They are just devoted, good people. You could just leave your house unlocked. Yeah, Yeah. it felt safe. It felt so safe. And everybody was so nice. Were you sad to leave? Yes. Oh, really? But... The condition I left, I thought that I was going back to do the same thing, be close to my family, have that support. And so I was excited to go live the Nebraska life, but in Illinois. Mm, Okay. Okay. Are you dating around this time? Like all these travels, are you dating in every port? No, not really. Because now apps are a thing. We've gone from instant messenger, (laughs) AOL. To apps. Yeah, apps are just terrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I date, Evie's dad was with me in Arizona. Okay. So we dated then. Okay. Um, and I did use uh, match.com. Okay. To, you're going to die when I tell you this, but I mm, dated my high school cheerleading coach's ex husband. Okay, your high school cheerleading coach's ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Do I know who that is? Um, your I don't high know. school. Che- yeah. So we met on Match.com right before I moved back to Illinois. Um, I would say that was probably the most normal relationship I've ever had with a person who uh, was great to have in Evelyn's life. So hard. <laughs> she wants to be called Evelyn. Yeah. She's made that clear yeah. to Natalie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we dated for about a year. Um, I don't know if we made it that long. Um, before Evie's dad, after Evie's dad. So from Nebraska, once I got back into Illinois, Uh um, yeah. Okay. And he lived in Champaign. So I was in Champaign a lot. Okay. From 2016. Do I know this person? 
Is it older guy? Yeah, 12 years older than me. Damn. Yeah. So, um, and at that point, I was like so in love that I was like, oh my gosh, like I need another baby. I need, oh my gosh, I need you to move here because, of course, I can't move here. Um, and I wasn't getting what I wanted. So you broke up with him? Mm-hmm. Oh man. And regretted that. Really? Yeah. Do you still talk to him? No, huh? He doesn't want anything to do with me. Mm-mm. That's rightfully sad. so. Uh, okay, well, you can tell me that name offline because <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious. I'll have to get the yearbook out, I think. Uh, no, he's not going to be in the yearbook. He's 12 but, years older. But his wife would be. She was the high school cheerleading coach. She was my coach. Yeah, but she'll be in the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can deduce from there. Yeah. And we didn't get along either. So it was like even weirder. Like I didn't, I wasn't the best cheerleader for her. That is interesting. Yeah. But I knew he was an amazing guy. Um, Just remembered him from their relationship. It was like, swipe right. Wow. (laughs) Like, here's a good one. So you knew who it was. I knew who he was. Who he was. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Evie's dad. Yes. And how he comes in your life and you guys start a family together. Yep. So I met him uh, right after moving back to Illinois. Okay. I was thinking I was like 28. Okay. Having the time of my life um, and dating around. And he hits me up in my DMs <laughs> on Facebook and we start hanging out. And um, he just attached and you know, uh, I love you right away. And you know, when you're approaching mm-hmm. your thirties, yeah, that's oh, what you want to hear. That's what you wanted to hear. And yeah. the other ones that I'm playing around with aren't telling And you've me always that. been that way. Oh yeah. You're a relationship person. Are no. you from when, when I remember oh, you, Oh my gosh, never. You wanted dudes. I wanted attention. Mm, okay. Well, but I never, I mean, I only had one boyfriend. Yeah. You wanted attention and he was giving you attention. He gave me all the attention and more. Okay. So, um, I want to back up a little bit sure. because I went and saw a psychic while I was, um, having the time of my life at the 28 mark. Yeah. yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, you're going to move somebody or you're going to be living with your significant other soon. And I was like, well, that's crazy because I'm like dating like five guys right now. So that's not going to happen. Right. And I would never do that. And, um, it was, I think we saw this psychic in February and he was living with me by October. Okay. So it moved very fast. He moved from champagne over to my apartment in Bloomington. Okay. Your space, your money, your rent, your... Everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. I okay. make him get a job. Okay. I contribute, of course, yes. Where'd he get a job? Um, <laughs> State Farm? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, he was at a Casey's. Wowzers. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> now... Her dad was around when we were in high school. So, no, when I was 12 years old, okay, and she better never listen to this, um, I met him, and I would hang out with him with one of my friends. We would sneak out of the house uh-huh. and go to her mom's um, house that she was just moving into, so it was like nobody was there, and we'd hang out. 
And then we went to his house one time. We used to ride around in their car and his grandma found out and okay, and my parents found out. Okay. And I never talked to him again until I was 28 and he slid in my DMs. This friend is the initials AS? Yes. Okay. Okay. I remember him, I think. Yes. Yeah. He had really great teeth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got it. So he remembered you from all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Yeah. And now we're legal. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was how much older? A <sighs> few years? Five. Five years. Your older brother. He was a year older than my brother. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how did Shannon feel mm-hmm. about that? No, ha- no haps. No haps. Okay. Um, he liked him when we were <laughs> yeah. of age. Okay, he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Shannon is Natalie's older brother. Yes. Okay. So when do you find out that you're pregnant? Where are you? We're in Bloomington. Okay. Um, I find out I'm pregnant. Gosh, November-ish. Found out I'm pregnant. And how are things going with you two? Um, they're going in a direction of I'm not sold on this relationship. Um, I knew better mm. and I'm pregnant. Mm. And you started feeling sick? Uh, yes. I was sick, tired. Uh, yeah. And I took a pregnancy test at home and it said negative and you're like, phew. Yeah. But I still felt terrible. And then I started to like spot. So shoot. I went to the hospital and had like blood drawn before I was on the radio for something. I was doing volunteer with United Way and they saw my little thing and was like, did you just give blood before you came here? So it was like out there that I was like getting treatment, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so found out I was pregnant. I mean, we were shocked by it. And his reaction was great. Uh, no, his reaction was I have two other children and I'm they've been taken away from me. I'm not about to have this happen again. Okay. How long have you been together at this point? Mm, three months. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So real quick, real quick. Were you on any protection? No. Okay. I am an idiot. (laughs) And you just thought this isn't going to happen to me? I mean, we were using a protection. Okay. Just Mm -hmm. not a reliable protection. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. There were some alcohol-induced nights, too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And we're living together. Yeah. Changed things up. Lord. Okay. So, no one's exactly excited. Mm -mm. but you make the decision to go forth with the pregnancy um, because why? Well, I had talked to my brother's wife at the time. I was debating everything and she was like, listen, if I can do it, you can do it. You have your life together. I mean, you're financially stable. If this doesn't work out, you can do it alone. Mm. And I thought she's right. I can do this. And if it doesn't work out, I'm so sorry. (laughs) What did your parents say? Well, so when I told my parents, I also had to tell them that I was 
going to be moving again. Oh, God. Um, because at the time that I found out I was pregnant, I also found out that I got a promotion at work and was being moved out to Arizona. Mm. So not like Michigan, four hours away where you can pop in a car. Sure. This is a plane ride. Okay. My parents don't travel. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget when I told my dad I was moving to Michigan, his response was, they get 12 inches of snow. <laughs> There's no congratulations. There's no, it's, oh my gosh, they get 12 inches of snow. And aren't they Michigan fans? Yeah. And I had an uncle there. So we should be happy. Sure. It was no go. So I knew this next news of, hi, I'm having a baby and I'm also going to be moving to Phoenix, Arizona, a big city. Hot. Far. Plane, plane ride. ride. Away. You cannot drive. You can. Well, good luck to you. Okay. They're not doing that. <laughs> no, okay. No. So that conversation didn't go great. No. Oh, like everyone's in tears? No one's in tears. They're just, oh, Natalie. Oh, God. And how many times have you heard, oh, Natalie? So many times I still hear it. Oh, my God. I say it to myself sometimes, but I make a mistake on Natalie. Was the father in the room when you said this? No, I let him work and I drove to Champaign to tell him. Okay, so they're going to still support you, though. The lines of communication are still open at yeah. this time. Okay. Yeah. So you go through the pregnancy. Go through the pregnancy. I, oh my gosh. You know what? And a move. We move clear across the country. We move to some god-awful area that her dad picks out because he wants to ride some bike on the mountains. <sighs> he did, yeah. He ran the show. I was just there funding it oh God. and so i'll tell you a great part of what happened um i'm at work i'm going to the bathroom and i'm like you guys i cannot stop peeing and my coworker is like your water is broke oh, no. so and this is when i knew everything was not good with the dad yeah so we sneak me out of the building because we don't want to have to call the ambulance because that's protocol. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like leaving with like wet pants and everything. <laughs> and they drive me to go get Chad. He doesn't have a car. Okay. And he's drunk. Oh, God. Now, we just said his name. Is oh, that okay? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we drive to the house. He's drunk and he's cooking I don't even, ribs. Is this like dinner time? <laughs> no. Okay, just the middle of the day. Oh, oh maybe, maybe, yeah. So it's around three o'clock. He's slow cooking ribs. Okay. okay. He was a great cook. I'll give him that. Okay. And he's like, can't you wait? And my friend is like, absolutely not. Get in the car. We're going to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. So um, she's like, should I stay with you? Oh, no. And I'm like, just go. Like, I got this. I'll figure it out. Um, I, again, I'm not good at accepting help or asking for help. So we go. And I've got my drunk baby daddy with me at the hospital. I'm in labor for 23 and a half hours. Do mom and dad come? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Okay. No. And. um, Oh, yeah, because you're in Arizona. Yeah, no. Oh, shoot. No. And so. How um, scary. Yeah. Yeah. Real scary. Yeah. You've got no one to depend on. Yep. No one to depend on. Because clearly I can't depend on her dad. Yeah. He finally sobers up. 
<laughs> in time for her to come out. In time for her to come out. Yes. And do you push the baby? Like, is it vaginal? Yes. Okay. And uh, I was 13 hours without an epidural. Oh, God. And uh, they induced me. So I don't know if you've been induced. Yeah. That is the most painful thing ever. Yeah. I remember at one point he was like passed out. And oh. I was like, get up. Like, you're not going to have a good time. Andrew once said he was tired or needed a cup <laughs> of coffee. And I was like going to flip out on his you're ass. not going to get coffee? Are no. you kidding me? No. Tired my dying. patootie. Yeah. yeah. You're going to rub my back or just sit here with me in pain. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So he's come to. He's come to. He actually saved my life because the nurse let my drain go dry and they were pumping air into my veins i like start to uh-uh. uh i thought i was like having a panic attack but like i was going in and out everything's blurry her blood pressure or heart rate what are the two i don't know is going up and he was like you let her thing go dry whatever it's called iv uh-huh and they had to immediately wow yeah so he saved my life. Okay, that's something. Yeah. That's something. And he gave me the best baby. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah, something even better. Okay, yeah. so she comes out. She comes out. And does he attach to her? He was amazing. Oh I will gosh. give him that. I had probably postpartum. Um, I, I, I was not sure about being a mother. Sure. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Sure. My mom wasn't giving me any tips. And she's far, yeah, she's far away. Oh, Natalie. Um, so he pretty much takes care of her. Because um, he knew what to do because he, he's had some experience. Yeah. Yeah. Twice over. Yep. Okay. So he does all the taking care of her, basically. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm just there. Wow. Yeah. And now you have to go back to work. So mm-hmm. you think it's going to be a great idea for him to be the stay-at-home dad. Because you're making the money. Mm-hmm. You want to go back to work. You like work. Love it. Couldn't wait to get back. He's has this paternal bond. Yeah. That you're not exactly feeling right off the bat. Yep. Still so this is a good situation. It. Yep. Okay. And then what? And then, gosh, I think it might have been the first week that I was back. I was getting text messages from him just complaining about her crying or he needed to do something. And I'm just like... And you said there was videos. Like, he'd send you videos. So at the very last straw, um, he sends me this video. I've never seen her cry like that. Um, Her face is, like, blue. You know how baby gets? You're just crying so hard you can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd never seen her do that. She didn't do that. And I thought, what is happening? Mm. He says, with the video... I cannot do this anymore. Mm. And I I didn't tell a soul. I just got my stuff and walked out of work. Mm. And I knew, I when I got home, I looked at her and that was when the bond was there. Like mm. this little person mm-hmm. is going to look at this situation mm-hmm. and think it's okay. Mm. He's drunk and I knew he was and... Um, and I don't think I was like willing to accept that it started before that and he was hiding it. And I went around the garage and found like hidden bottles in different places. Mm. So, you know, and I think I got this video at like noon mm. and he's drunk. Right. Like drunk. Right. 
So. So now you had your proof. I had my proof. Yeah. He didn't want to admit to it. Um, and I went online. I bought a plane ticket for him to go back to no Champagne. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now back up. I had visitors coming. And so I didn't want to have that first. I had family come. So I, I waited out this weekend. It was horrible faking that I'm still, I guess, in love with him. Yeah. And then the moment they left that very next day, I handed him the plane wow. ticket. I said, take my suitcases, get your stuff. You got to go. And his reaction was? No. Okay. I'm not leaving I will do anything. I will quit drinking. I will go to therapy. And I believed it. Mm. And I called my mom. She was like, how'd it go? (laughs) Great. Um, And I told her, I was like, okay, he's going to go to therapy. He's going to quit drinking. And she was like, yeah, well, if you stay with him, I'm not going to help you. Okay. She said that. Yeah. And that's what you needed to hear. That's what I needed to hear. I'm going to have literally zero. So, okay, now you got to go. And when I told him that, he said, I'll kill myself Mm. if you make me leave. So I had to call the police. Mm -hmm. I dropped my baby off at the next door neighbor's house without any diapers or anything. I did not think this through at all. This is traumatic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was going to do. So I needed her safe. Oh, my God. And did you know the neighbors? A little. But not enough to say, can you hold my baby for a little bit? I knew she was a stay-at-home mother. Okay. Um, and her little kids were so good. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Catherine. I'm having an emergency. I have an emergency, and I'm scared. So can you take her? And it was hours. It wasn't just... I mean, I had to call the police. Oh, my God. And the police were like, yeah, you can't kick him out. He lives here. Mm-mm. And I was like, but but here's his plane ticket. And he's threatening to kill himself. I have a baby. Yeah, I, get him out of here. I can't. And he finally accepted his fate. I'll say this is pretty pretty cool of me. I didn't even drive him to the airport. Get on a bus, buddy. Really? You were done. Done. The police left. Police left. And then you had to finish the situation. Yeah. So there was no finality once the... Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, police. Evie's still at the neighbor's. Yep. He finally relents Mm -hmm. and leaves. Mm -hmm. And you don't even take him. No. I make him walk to the bus stop with two suitcases. No. Yeah. Did you give him any money? I did. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Bought his plane ticket, gave him money for the bus, for a cab to get to his friend's house there. That is tough, dude. That is tough. When you have a child, it changes everything. I am a firm believer that had she not been there, I would have stayed with him. It's just interesting because before this day, this moment, you were like, you know, I'm not really fe- like he's the caregiver. He's the one that's got this paternal energy. He's bonding. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to it, you were like tiger mom. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember like, so, you know, when things went sour with him and his messages, like I would come home and feed her. Obviously, you know, it's my turn. And I would just look in her eyes. That's when the bond started mm. was when 
I knew I had to protect her mm. from Jeez. him. Yeah. And I just like put behind me all of the nonsense that had happened while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were several occasions where he was wasted and doing crazy things. But you're like, he'll change. He'll change. Once his baby comes. Shit. And he was great when we lived in Illinois. Amazing. Hmm. Once we got to Arizona, he was a different person. Do you know why? I think it was, we were far away from my family. Okay. And he had the control. He had wow. the reins. He made me believe that I couldn't do anything without him. I couldn't cook. Couldn't take care of a baby. Hmm. I mean... And you started to believe that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You started to believe I can't take care of her. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he moves. And what do you do in terms of like childcare and going back to work? And this like all of a sudden... Yeah. So my mom picks up a flight. Okay. Comes down up around wherever. Uh Uh-huh. And Catherine, my neighbor... Oh, my God. I ask her to watch Evie. And she takes over until I can find daycare. So I'm paying her to watch Evie. And me and my mom um, found daycare. So my mom came for about 10 days. I can remember just bawling in the car with her. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Hmm. How am I going to be a single mom in a state I don't know and work and get her to daycare and when she's sick, you know, yeah, everything by myself. How am I going to do that? And what'd your mom say? You can do it. You got really? it. You'll be fine. And you did. And I you did. do. Yeah, I did it. I, yeah. Do you look back on that time and think, you, I can't believe it. I don't know how I did it. Do you look on it fondly? I do look at it fondly. I had a very easy baby. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So uh, she didn't sleep through the night, but I had a really good system. And I mean, like every morning I dressed her up and then I got ready. Yeah. And I mean, I worked at 630 in the morning. Oh, my God. So I got her to a sitter at 6 a.m. And yeah. What time are you done? 2.30. Oh, okay. So it was an earlier day. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then I'd go pick her up and she was just an easy baby. I think I was blessed with that part. Do you ever consider dating while you're still in Arizona? Okay. It's just, you're too stimulated, too much going on. Yeah. No, I don't have time for this. And in fact, at one point my friends were like, you need to get a babysitter and go out with us. Yeah. And I am like, absolutely not. I, I don't. There's no space. And I did. I had a coworker whose daughter babysat her and they kept her overnight. Mm. And he was obviously there watching his daughter babysit. They had the best time with her. That was the only time I did it, though. (laughs) Did you feel good? No. Oh, you were anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great time while we went out. But the next morning, I was up and out of her house. Oh, really? Yeah. We all stayed at her house and went out. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Chad? Is he still contacting you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I filed an order to get uh, full custody and I wanted supervised visits. Okay. Only. I just felt like I don't even know why I wasted my money on this because, yeah, I just felt like I needed to protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yes, he would message me. He wanted his stuff. Okay, well, come get it. (laughs) It's mine now. So I had my lawyer um, (laughs) give him like a date to come get his stuff by or else it was mine. Is he still in the state? Mm -hmm. Oh. He's in Illinois. He pays someone to drive 24 hours. I kid you not. And they came and picked up his stuff. Was it valuable stuff? No. That's wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he flew back to Illinois. No, they drove a van. To Illinois. Yeah. So your plane ticket, what happened to that? Well, so the plane ticket got him to Illinois. Okay, so now he's back there. Okay. He's back there. He wants his stuff. He wants his stuff. So he pays someone or God only knows what to drive wow. to Arizona. I had my friends come over just to make sure yeah. everything's cool. And they got his stuff. I put it all in the garage. Get your stuff. And do you talk to him after that? Um, yeah, I mean, he's messaging me. Yeah. I mean, I, I told you earlier, at one point he messaged me and asked me for $25,000 to give up his parental rights because um, I went after him for child support. Okay. Yeah. Not that I needed it, but you know what? Sure. Yes. Pay. <laughs> and did he pay? No. Okay. So that was unsuccessful. Right. So, I mean, it was successful as in, you know, they put like a hold on your social security and number. And then, you know, when he did get a job, like, yeah, I got like $25. Are you shitting me? No. $25. Okay. I think I framed it. Really? <laughs> Just as a joke. <laughs> yes. But at least there's some like legal paperwork. Yes, that's what I wanted. Legal paperwork. Like a trail. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what happens to Chad and your relationship and his relationship with Evie? He would not see her in a supervised visit. He refused. He refused. Okay. Um, because, you know, I moved back. And he knows that I'm back. And I, at one point, was open to him seeing her. Mm-hmm. But the condition was you have to be sober. And it has to be in this supervised visit. It's a whole process. You have sure. to have like a court person. He has to request it. And he was like, absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, he wasn't willing to do what you required. Right. Okay. Which was just be sober to see your kid. Okay. And that was too much for him. Did he ever see her? Never. Shut up. Never. The last time he saw her was the day he got the plane ticket to go home. Wow. Because of pride. Because he of didn't want to do it. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, his addiction got so bad that I would get messages. Or phone calls from him. Some, you know, there were a few times I answered just for funsies. To yeah, see. yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. And he was a different person talking. It sounded like a demon. Like it was something so different in his voice. Like it got to him. I had never experienced him that oh, intoxicated. I, okay. Yeah. Ever. So he's going down a darker place fast. Yes. Okay. He's in a delusion okay. of... I'm hanging out with Evie's brothers and sisters, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, he had another child um, with this girl he immediately met once I sent him home. Mm. 
and um hey they should meet oh wow yeah no thank you right 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 (laughs) so yeah he leaves messages tell evelyn i love her so much daddy loves you and i'm just more confident about the decision i made and you know actually at one point he was a couple of times arrested for domestic battery with this new yes yeah which again is like solidifying your decision a hundred percent yeah i think that actually happened pretty early on and i was like we I, i didn't get to this place with him and i could have yeah 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 it was definitely going to head in that direction for sure. Now I think she had an alcohol problem herself, so uh-huh. they kind of fueled each sure. other's fire. At least I had it a little bit together. Right. You had a clearer mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where is Chad today? Chad passed away. Um, I think in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Okay. He died of a heart attack okay. at the age of forty two. So this is actually kind of wild. His mom passed away a couple months before. Then his younger sister passed away. And then a month later he passed away. That's crazy. All from addiction. Really? Mm-hmm. And how do you find out that he has passed away? I'm at dinner with a friend of mine. We're having a great time. Look over at my phone and I have a private message on Facebook and it says, do you know Chad so-and-so? And I look at her and I giggle. And you know what? I forgot to mention, I was telling her this story about how I stole a baseball bat from him, like from his stuff. Okay. And I, that was my protection. If he ever came back, I was just going to use the bat. Okay. <laughs> You were telling your girlfriend. Yes, I was telling her this story about how I have this Louisville slugger that I've held on to for years. Oh, my God. And with all my anger about, you know, right, deadbeat dad. Yeah. And I get the message at that exact moment. And when I get the message, I was like, it's probably someone telling me he's dead. And sure enough. And it's, hey, this is Chad's aunt. And he just passed away. The day before Father's Day. Wow. Yeah. And And he left behind four kids. Yes. So, yes. A younger girl who's a couple years younger than Mm Evie and then two older. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel anything when he passed away? I was relieved. Really? I was holding on to fear that he would come back. Sure. And find her. And suck the life out of her Mm. for, you know. Yeah. I mean, clearly he used me for money, shelter. Uh, I mean, that's what it felt like. Mm. Maybe there was a little lust there, but clearly I was footing the bill for life. You don't feel like he loved you? I think he loved his addiction. Okay. And So more like codependent. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were in Illinois, he had that under control he was working um and i said in arizona you need to at least work part-time he smoked so Mm. i don't want to buy your cigarettes buy your own cigarettes yeah and if you want to drink buy your own booze right i'll fund everything else but he refused to work wow the whole time so i just i'm the breadwinner (laughs) wow yeah okay so when you find out you feel relief how do you approach it with Evie 
Mm. in terms of where's my dad? Do I have a dad? Everyone else at school has a dad. This uh, started, oh man, we were in the checkout line Uh at TJ Maxx. And I don't know, she's like four or five. She's little, probably more like four. And the checker outer person was like, you're tall or pretty. I don't know what they said. Probably like your daddy. Uh huh. And she goes, well, I don't have a dad. I was like, well, okay. And so we get in the car. That's the first time. First time. It's come up. It's come up. And wow. I'm like, you have a dad. Your dad is sick. Um, I never wanted to badmouth him. Yeah. Um, that was hard mm-hmm. not to do. Um, but he's sick. And unfortunately, he just can't be in your life. And um, I left him to protect you. And um, yeah, you have a dad. He is out there. Has it come up since? Uh, Does she know he passed away? She knows he passed away. I told her that. And I said that's because he didn't do anything to get better. Mm. And I said there's some people who are sick that can't fight it. Right. And I, I mean, that was his scenario. There are some addicts who don't win and he didn't win. He didn't have the right support or mindset. He didn't right. want to be better. And how'd she take that? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. She said, I don't care. Really? And I, uh, I made her go take a bath and I bawled my eyes out. That made you sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understood it. Hmm. Because how could she care when he's not in her life? But then I thought, wow, um, those are hard feelings to Mm -hmm. have. And I want her to care. Yeah. And is this a mask? Is this, what is this? So we've had more conversations about it. Um, We talked about it's okay to not care. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be relieved. (laughs) What about photos of him or anything like that? So I made her a scrapbook. Oh, that's nice. Um, There's photos of him and I before she came. There's photos of him and her. Um, So she has that. A visual. Yes. Okay. And we've looked at them. Yeah. We've talked about them. Um, Yeah. Okay, good. So being a single mom, are you enjoying it now? Is it filled with challenges? Um. Do you kind of wear it as a badge of honor? I, oof. you seem like a strong, tough biatch to me. <laughs> um, people would probably agree with the biatch part. <laughs> um, and I mean that in the most loving way. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that, especially after those rough times. Um, I saw it as a, I don't want to say disability, like a setback. Oh, Um, I can remember someone at work saying to me, like, there's this really cool job that came out where you get to like travel around and go train different people. And she was like, well, you can't fly for that. I was like, wow, I sure can't, but you can have fun. Yeah. So there are moments like that where I feel less than. Sure. Handicapped Um, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evie went to a private school uh-huh. and I felt out of place. Oh gosh. Every sure. parent has a spouse there and I always felt less than mm. 
And during the pandemic, everybody was amazing at keeping up with the schoolwork. Mm. I didn't have support. Anyone to lean on. Yeah. So we were behind. I couldn't get six assignments done a day. And the school didn't understand. I reached out to them and they said, do it on the weekend if you can't get it done. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, I'm not doing it on the weekend. This is the time that we have together to hang out. You don't want to spend that time you have with her fighting over the math worksheet. 100%. Our relationship changed drastically during COVID. Yeah. Um, Hmm. The only time we had together was her getting stuff done. And I felt like I was neglecting her all day long because I'm working. Yeah. And you have no other choice. I have no other choice. Right. My family doesn't help. There's no one I can call to teacher <laughs> yeah 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 i'm the parents aren't supposed to do that no absolutely in my not. opinion no it's a separate entity and i mean we were at a private school so we all had laptops the <sighs> teachers could have zoom taught these children i could have had a computer and the teacher could have taught her why the t is silent and whistle <laughs> i am not equipped for that no i'm not either i completely understand and teaching is a skill. A hundred percent. Yeah. After COVID, I have more respect for teachers uh, than I have I agree. ever yeah. had. I just brought all our teachers apples today. I will give them anything. <laughs> I'll give them the shirt off my back. I so I agree. owe them. I owe them. I know. I'm now volunteering at the school. Yes. Because I owe them. They, I agree. They don't get paid enough. No, no. For that job. No. And children don't want to learn from their parents. So. No. Your um, parents, were they a support to you or have they been? Um, No. So um, when I was living in Nebraska, um, I finally got the promotion I had been waiting for. I was just ecstatic. Right. But I'm living around all of these people who are just doing so well with their families. They're all family oriented. This white picket fence. Yes. Yeah. The grandma comes over Shoot. and helps with dinner or takes the kids for the weekend. Their grandma's their best friend. And I'm like, hey, mom, I'm going to apply for a job, but I'm going to have to take a demotion. Mm. To come back here. To come back to Bloomington. And be close to family. Yeah, let's do this. Mm. And you know what? Um, I've always felt a little guilty for Evie only having a mom. Yeah, yeah. Let's spice this up. Let's give her grandparents and you guys can be besties. Yeah. Um, My brother is, you know, in Indy and his kids would come stay with her. So, hey, you got cousins. Yeah, yeah. So I said to my mom, I'm going to move back on the condition that you take Evie once a month over the entire weekend. <laughs> I need a couple nights yeah. by myself. Yeah. Um to do whatever, whatever. or do nothing. Yeah. And okay, great. That So uh, she was encouraging you to move on. Yes, I will do that. And I said I don't want to ask. Yeah. You coordinate this. Um let's do this. Mm-hmm. And so that was at the same time that I met the guy off uh, Match.com. Okay, the cheerleading coach ex-husband. Yes. Okay. And so he had all this fun stuff to go do. Yeah. And I was also traveling for work too. So 
my mom would take her while I traveled for a week. Um, we're going to a football game. Gotta go. She took. Um, I felt a lot of guilt, so I would bring her presents. Mm, interesting. With um, babysitting, I always brought her a present <laughs> every time. A new outfit. Sure. Uh, just whatever it was. And um, after we broke up, I didn't have a whole lot to do. Mm. So I wasn't asking mm-hmm. for the weekends or, you know, whatever it was. I would ask for a spring break or what. It got to the point where I was begging for mm. help. And I don't know where my pride came from. Maybe it came from being a single mom, but I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't beg for help anymore. Um, when COVID hit, I sent a probably very disturbing text to my mother and she said, do not say anything like that to me again mm. and didn't take me seriously. And the disturbing text in her eyes was, I can't do this anymore. I'm freaking out. Yeah. I don't know how I continue on doing this. Yeah. I'm at my wits end. I'm drowning. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, Evie was sleeping with me. Mm. <laughs> so there was not a moment to myself ever. Mm-hmm. She woke up with me. She went to sleep with me. I didn't even know who I was. And um, that particular text response sent me to therapy. Wow, dude. I don't think I was thinking about therapy, but I saw someone else on social media post about it. And I was like, dang, I got to go get help because I am drowning. I didn't want to be a mother. Yeah. I could hardly get out of bed. There were mornings where Evie would get up, I'd get her situated and I'd go back to bed. Wow, dude depressed oh that's awful awful mm-hmm. and there was no end in sight oh like, my we god didn't that know. was the worst yeah. part yeah we didn't know when it would change when it would shift or it would change and then it'd go back yeah, yeah. they'd give us a glimmer of hope. yes yes oh. <laughs> or school you know they'd get back in and then they yes gotta go back yeah it was there was no it was hard for People who had a solid foundation of resources and help. Mm -hmm. And you're just solo. So So I can't even imagine how scary that was. Solo. So at that point, we had a little falling out. Yeah. And I reiterated, hey, I cannot ask for help. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. I just can't ask for help. And crickets. I remember before school was starting, I think second or third grade, I sent this crazy text message. <laughs> it's like, are you going to take her or what? Like, come get her. And oh my God. Oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't have communicated more. I was begging at one point. I told him I had to go to therapy over it. And then, you know, one point they show up to my house. Are you in therapy because of me? so yeah um so you lost that resource that help Mm -hmm. and it's been a little while of no communication yeah so there's been a little communication here and there they came here for evie's birthday i invited them to come here and hang out for her birthday we went to a restaurant yes Every time we hang out, it is because I have asked and I have coordinated it. But there's no, how's Evie doing in school? Hmm. How's fifth grade going? 
How's band going? She's taking singing lessons. How is that going? I'm surprised. I am too. I really am. Mm-hmm. What is it about the not asking for help? We've identified a couple of character flaws, right? <laughs> you said you weren't ever held accountable. Mm-mm. And you feel weird asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a burden. And you've always been that way? Maybe more as a single mother. Hmm. Feel like a burden. Um, or a failure. Like, I can't do this on my own. I just feel like a burden. Wow. Um, I got a flat tire and my friend (laughs) drove out. All I did was send a picture and was like, look at my luck, got a flat tire. I'm getting ready to call insurance so they can fix it. And my friend is like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I got the tools and I am like, no, like you can't come help me. Wow. You have to drive like, you know, 20 minutes over here. I'll call insurance. I mean, I. That's interesting. What's your therapist say about it? Well, because of, I would say, the history of, hey, dad, can you run us all to the movie theater? Uh huh. <sighs> it started when I was young. Okay. The, okay. The hands Remember the all house. of that? Yeah. Whose mom was going to drop oh, us God. somewhere? Yeah. Heaven forbid we interrupt their evening to take us somewhere. But, <laughs> and we always had to go somewhere. So I'm sure it was exhausting. I know. We're, we're in for it. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right. Well, I, we're going to wrap up here. And I have one question. Yes. Dating life today. Yeah. I don't date. Um, I don't make myself a priority. Yeah. That is something that my therapist has asked yeah. me to do. Um, I will say I have gone out on a few dates. They're just horrifying. I can imagine. And can even imagine. with people I know. Yeah. Um, so you're like, is this even worth it? When I get, a a moment to myself. Yes. The last thing I want to do is go be awkward in a date. Yeah. So when I get a sitter, I just want to do nothing. Yeah. Or go shopping or not date. Yeah. And um, if you also get on the dating apps and look at the fish that are out there. Bad fish. It is. And my expectations are up here. Sure. I'm not letting anyone in this life who is like the previous. So um, if you don't have your life in order. Yeah. Don't come a knocking. Bye. Well, it seems like you've had an immense amount of growth. You seem healthy to me, dude. You really do. (laughs) I will say therapy has been the best thing for me. If there is any single mother or someone who's struggling in any type of relationship or just with themselves, um, I thought that I was the worst parent in the United States of America during COVID. (sighs) I cannot do this. Yeah. I learned the way you talk to yourself in your head. Yeah. Effects, is, yeah. 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 And so um, I've even had a life coach. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> because I have this little person who relies on me every day. Yeah. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm a biatch. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. And accepting my apology oh 100 percent. i did not hold a grudge i really didn't 
I really I didn't. That. No. I would have been like, y'all are crazy. Get out of here. No. <laughs> I moved on. That is something I am learning as well. Moving on. Yeah. Letting those things go is, gosh, man, that's the most healthiest thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, you can't hold on to that toxic stuff, you no. know. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Yes, Good to you. see you, Natalie. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. However your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell so you know when the next episode drops. Also, search and follow HyperLocalCU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at HyperLocalCU.com. Bye!